You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday. December the 15th, 2011. Ten more shopping days till Christmas. Um, what does that mean? That means it's 20 more days until New Year's. I think, more or less. Um, anyway, Dave, how you doing? I think, you know, this, this, this might be our last show before New Year's. It may be. Um, it's gonna be I, I think it's going to be an interesting show. I don't know if we're doing, uh, doing next weeks. So I guess Brasco can pipe in with an answer on that one, but... Uh, yeah. Basically, I think it's going to be a great show. We're going to hey, be Brasco, working. You going to make us work next week? If you, if you're willing to, we're, really because of the weekends being where the holidays are settling into, I'm planning to be here throughout both next week and the week after. Yeah. Um, it, that, isn't that a burn for for you know like the way it works out? Christmas falls on a <laughs> Sunday, and then a week later, New Year's falls on a Sunday. So, are, are, are you going to be at work on on on, on January second? Yeah, I will be. Well, what about your staff, Dave? Are you going to make them show up on January second? What about that? No. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. You're supposed to get a day anyway, right? Um, is the way. I don't. I don't think theoretically you have to. <laughs> like by 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 strict definition of holidays, but. Uh, yeah, we we usually uh, you know do that. In fact, in, for to that end, I actually prefer when the holidays fall like this because then you get these stretched out rather than getting you know like a Thursday off and you got to go back on Friday kind of thing. You get um, you know an actual an actual weekend out of it. Like you know a, a when I weekend, so. when I worked for Stepforth, 
I loved it when holidays worked out this way. And I, I bet you Ross is listening. So, hey, Ross, this is, you know, this is how it really was. We loved it when we got the extra elongated days, especially in the search marketing industry where, you know, right about now or like tomorrow, the world pretty much stops for a couple of weeks anyway. Eh? Um, not a lot of action happening unless you have active campaigns on, on the go. Um, I, so I used to love getting the, the few days off. Now that I'm running the business, I hate when they structure weekends like this because it's not like I'm paying by the hour, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, you know what? I, I know exactly what you mean. It, it is funny that, that, take you, uh, that take you get on things when you're the business owner as opposed to, uh, as opposed to working. Uh, it's non-productive time, Dave. Um, I mean, it's, it's just making – really, it just makes our employees surplus for the time that they're not working. It's true. Know, it's true. We should just lay them all off. I've probably got some employees listening. So, yeah. Put them back in the closet, plug them back in again, pull them back out in, uh, in the new year, get them back to work again. Yeah, although, you know, so some might say, and we see it, you know, remembering back to when we were kids, something could be said for the recharge that happens from those back-to-back, um, especially in a case like this, those back-to-back elongated weekends that just let you kind of relax a little bit, recharge. Uh, well, are you, are you uh, feeling with a little it? more gusto? It's been, it's been a year. You, it's been a long, the hard year. Um, how, how are you feeling about 2011? I am loving 2011. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's, we have to bridge, I think, a lot of things when we talk about 2011 and start to talk about 2012 and, and even 2013 after that um, in regards to some of the things that were really, really exciting to me and, and some of the moves that we saw, um, uh, some of the major engines, namely Google. Um, making and, and, and other main properties, of course. Um, but making through 2011, I mean, it, just even simple things like the, um, the adoption of, of schema.org. And if, if Terry uh, Van Horn's listening, he's great, dude. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, their, their acceptance of certain things uh, in it, namely, uh, you know, one of the ones that excites me is, is their use of, uh, of the, the breadcrumb, um, which, which I'm sure people have seen where, where you, can, you can have your. Uh, the URL displayed in the search results adjusted um, by using schema.org code. Um, you know, things like that that are, that are just exciting, but more to me isn't the excitement of, hey, gee, here's another way to attract the human eye. Um, although I, I will say, used properly, we have seen some, some click-through rate bumps from its use. Um, but more than that is, is seeing this direction um, that, that people are going in, the, you know, the, the adoption of the, the relic was author and linking it through to your Google profile so you can get, um, you know, if it's a, um, sort of something that, or a search query um, that would imply that you're looking for information, that you're looking for articles or white papers or things like that to, to attract that extra click through and, and maybe a, a little added authority. Um, by having the author's um, photo appearing and stuff like that, and, and the, the customization and the fun you can have trying to, to see if you can maximize click-throughs on that, like we've been able to do, you know, in the past with product search and, and stuff like that. Um, all of these things are, are really exciting to me at launch, but then looking ahead at okay, where are they going with this? Um, what is this going to become as as time passes, and, and and what are they what are they really trying to angle? Right, trying to wrap your brain around not what is Google launching now, but what is this for? Mm-hmm. Um, these are the things me, that are that are really me, exciting uh, to me. Let me throw a curveball question at you, Dave. Sure. Um, we uh, we didn't discuss it beforehand, but I'm I'm kind of curious. In 2011, what was your favorite analytic metric? 
That's tough, eh? Because it, it so depends on um, what site we're looking at, right? I mean, you know, which metrics you're gonna you're gonna analyze. Probably the one I look at the most when I'm when I'm looking at a site um, is exit page. But I think you're, you know, obviously to, to tweak up the site and, and hopefully make it a little better. Um, but obviously, as a as an organic SEO is needing to respond back to clients, and I think I know where you're going with this um, entrance keyword. <laughs> <laughs> has has historically been a big one for me. That's that's um, actually. I and had, is that I, where you're going I with had that? No intention. I didn't know where I was going with it either. You talked about <clears throat> click through rates, and that's what prompted the question to me. If you can improve click through rates by using um, tags through ske- uh, from schema.org, um, that's what that's what clicked the question in my mind. You know what mine has to be though. What's that? You you sort of touched on it when you talked about exit rates. Um, it's the new graphic display that Google's using in Google Analytics that shows the traffic flow through a web page and through a website. I'm in love with this with this new graphic um, look. This this the the way that that Google is showing um, a sizable number of people going to the index page, and then it shows the exit rate and then the pages that they flow through. Um, I've, I've, I, you must have seen this by now. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know that. Well, I find it a nice, a nice shiny thing. <laughs> Walking a client <laughs> to look at. I will say overall, though, and this is just you know, I, I don't love change, and and this is part of the the new the new Google Analytics. That, that was hard um, to accept. I, I I'll hate give you that. Google it's hard Analytics. to accept, but once you get into it, it rocks. It, it does. There's some of the things that I really much preferred in their old analytics, um, like just the way things styled, especially when it got into doing comparisons of date ranges. I found the data a lot easier to collect yes. um, and, and to access just on, on an aggregate level. It's, it's, it's funny. It's better once you get into a, a sort of micro level. Once you're looking at specific individual keywords, I prefer the, the newer version of Google Analytics. But when I'm trying to look at just aggregated data, I much prefer um, the old style. So hopefully they'll end up sort of taking the best of, of both worlds and, and integrating them in. It's all data and, and, and the way it displays, right? So they have all the data, just they're not showing it the way, um, you know, I, I, I had historically used it. And um, even though I'm trying to push through and I'm sticking as much as I can to the new version, um, there's just times where it's like, okay, no, let's let's go back and, and click that old version because it is just easier to collect this information. Well, um, you know, as as, as my version. company grew this year, I found my role in the company changing. And where I was a lot more hands-on on client files earlier this year, I find now I'm a lot more or. Um, you know, explaining to, explaining uh, our reports to them, writing our preparing and writing our reports to them, walking them through their analytics, and I, I just want to say publicly at the end of the year, Google, thank you. You have made an analytic walkthrough so much easier. You prove my points for me by 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 putting it in a graphic that the the the, the client just can't help but understand. So. You know, I just want to throw props out there. That was my favorite change in analytics, and my favorite analytic metric was actually the, the way Google made it so easy to understand just by just by glancing. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you know what? That there there is the valid point there because I I view when I'm when we're talking analytics, I view it in my you know sort of how am I viewing it? How am I using it? But you're right from a from the aspect of things of um, you know trying to get your clients in there, trying to you know sort of help them understand what's important, what's not. I mean, you know, take into account theoretically everything's important, but when we're trying to direct them to, you're looking to answer this question. You know, look here. My, my, um, my, my homepage is beautiful. It's the best homepage ever. Dude, you're bleeding never, 63%, and I can show you. But it's, right, it's well, exactly. It. I mean, well, why, well, why is that? Well, I don't know, but your kid's ugly, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you don't well, know speaking, that. Um, I, you know, that stealing from Tim Ash on that quote. But um, Speaking you know, of it, ugly, Dave, what was your least favorite thing that Google did this year? Um, you know, that's, that's actually really, really easy to answer. Um, and, and I think it kind of touched on it a little bit there, but was when they decided in their infinite wisdom, um, that, uh, the keyword data isn't really that important. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and for users who are signed in, um, to their Google accounts, um, when they click on an organic ad that they not pass that keyword data and it's coming through as, you know, either not set or not provided, um, in the in the keyword segment, so basically, uh, it, on one hand, on the organic side, going, hey, this is for security, we we don't need to pass this through. But then on the other hand, going, well, but if your AdWords will pass this through, well, is it important or isn't it? And it is this a security flaw or isn't it? <laughs> nope. um, you know, and, that and uh, mine uh, your friend and mine, Tom Craver, is is illustrated ways quite easily, like the day after that. They can pass this data and keep that security that they're hoping to pass on to to their members. So, um, you know, I, I I don't like that. Obviously, it makes it much harder of a of a metric um, for us to pass on. You know, where we're seeing, hey, this keyword phrase actually dropped as we're heading into the high season. Well, no, there's a very good chance it's because you're not provided set is increasing um, over time, but but having real difficulty in in establishing specifically. Um, mm. What parts are and, and what parts aren't, um, you know, being not provided. Which phrases are included in there? Understanding that the demographic of a Google user, um, you know, somebody who's going to tend to be logged in, may be different than the than the users who aren't. They may be of a, a different demographic or technical makeup. So, you know, you can't just assume that if this is happening on, you know, if if you look at all of your data that you can collect that isn't not set, you know, what is your percentage breakdown of of say branded versus non-branded, or, or what's the makeup of, you know, keyword phrase X. Oh, okay, well, let's assume that that's the percentage in or not provided. You know, it, it, it's probably not true. <laughs> if you have a large data set, however, um, and just a, just an interesting little, you know, hey, we have to give takeaways, so here's an interesting little tip. Um, something we've started doing for some of our clients, if they have large enough traffic sets, and it, it seems to require it to get a, a good set of aggregate, you know, a, a good sample set of data, um, is um, is to basically start using their advanced segments. Um, so what you can do is is go in and set up some advanced segments based on keyword patterns that are are easily notable. So if I know that people coming in, well, we just set this up on a client where we weren't so interested in individual keywords, but we were really interested in knowing how much of this traffic is branded versus non-branded in the not provided set. So how much of their Google organic traffic is coming in um, via their brand versus not. Um, what we were able to do is start 
collecting um, usage statistics of their branded versus non-branded things like how many page views does branded versus non-branded tend to look at okay how many how long is the time on site of branded versus mm-hmm. non-branded and then start setting up um, you know advanced segments and then when we filter down into the not provided set it'll segment out okay people with page views of you know whatever two pages or less um, who are also on time you know 30 seconds or less tend to fit into this, you know, this is the percentage of your not provided traffic uh, or not track traffic that is in that segment and here's the part that um, is above that. And then basically let you get some some decent, you know, not perfect, but decent idea of the percentages of branded versus non-branded. And if you had a really large set where you could pull individual keyword traffic or, or keyword, um, you know, sort of set traffic where everything related to, you know, SEO services versus search engine optimization or something like that, um, if you had large enough pools of data, you could do this on a, on a keyword by keyword or keyword set by keyword set basis. And at least you won't get, for the most part, purely accurate information, but using their advanced segments, you, you can get some decent information in regards to roughly what are your percentage breakdowns. So you can sort of compare that a bit with last year. Um, if That's pretty cool. Year year um, you know what? We don't have our action item sound yet. That should have been accompanied by a clarion of sirens. This is a webcology action item. Action item. Action item. Action item. <laughs> um, okay, we have to go to a break in a couple seconds. Before we do, I just want to jump in with uh, really quickly. Um, you hit my least favorite thing Google did this year too. So I'm just going to throw another one out. Um, and I don't know if you do. You have more than one Gmail account or Google powered email account? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got several. I got several. I have, um, in, in you know, going, yes, I do, but yeah. Um, we've even gone as far as setting up um, specific Gmail-based accounts for each of our clients. Um, Digital Always Media uses um, Google as our base email server. Um, it's just really convenient. Um, Alan, Lindsay, and I are on the road all the time, and so having not having to reset your parameters whenever you take your computer to a new hotel, just, you're going to Google is much easier. So I have, like, client number one, client number two, client number three, client number four at Digital Always Media as, as email addresses so we can communicate with them and set up analytics and stuff. It used to be that you'd be able to have three or four Gmail accounts open at the same time and another one be signed in for another one at Google Analytics. Now you can't do that. They want you to all combine them in one big Gmail zone. Right. Which is an and SEO, you're going, hey, I know, I'll give Google anymore, a great big list of all my crazy. clients. <laughs> <laughs> Google has stolen productivity time from me, and I'm going to sue them. <laughs> okay, maybe well, I won't. You'd lawsuits. You'd, you'd mention we got to go to a commercial break, but um, Google is being sued right now. I uh, know. I want to touch that, man. This is a... Such a funny story, and we're going to get back. We're going to get to that. We really will after these breaks. So, on uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned, friends. We got some fun stuff coming up after this break. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. 
Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Celebrating the best in online advertising. The Web Marketing Association presents the 2012 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st. 2012. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2012 IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Hi, this is Ross Dunn and this is John Carcutt from SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. From our families to yours, we want to wish you a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Get the good gifts this year. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm. Wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 15th of December, 2011. And Dave, before we move on to, uh, you're, you're talking about the British guy who's suing, uh, who's suing Google about, uh, result sets, right? Before we jump to that, one of our long-term listeners, um, Bryant Donovan has written into the chat room asking if, um, if we can quantify address percentages that we're seeing with data that's not being provided by Google. Um, you know, remember, remember Matt Cutts said it was like one half of a, per- of a percentage point that was being cut out? That's so not true. I mean, like, we're, we're, we're talking like 10% or more, eh? Yeah, we're seeing it generally in the higher end of single digits for the most part. I mean, it okay. changes site to site as, as, you know, makes sense. You know, um, our site, for example, has a higher percentage um, than normal, but that makes sense because, you know, we're at Given the who your users are, yeah. accounts who are visiting us. Um, you know, some of our clients are, are in the, the low single digits, but for the most part, we're seeing it towards the higher single digit percentages. Now, statistically, that's, that's pretty significant. Yeah. So yeah, why? it is. Um, I mean, we're so losing a, a lot, a lot point? of data. Um, and I, 
am not seeing a real rhyme or reason, <clears throat> like I was talking about the branded versus non. Um, we're not really seeing as solid a percentage breakdown as I would have perhaps predicted. Um, so between one site and another, I mean, I knew it would be skewed. Um, but there doesn't really seem to be a rhyme or reason on branded versus non and uh, as far as what percentage breakdown is, is being made up and stuff. It really does seem to vary site to site. So the only what people really have to do is just figure it out for themselves. Um, and, and now that I'm thinking that, it's like, oh, that would probably be a good good idea for, for an article or, or a blog post or something on you know what I was talking about, how to use your advanced segmentation to... Uh, Oh, dude, absolutely. Do it. Like, seriously, that's a, that's a Search Engine Watch article right there. Perfect. Well, uh, I mean, that's, that's what, know that to Danny. what the industry media is there for, you know? That's why we have an industry media. Um, so, yes, yeah. please. Um, but, Dave, what we really got to do, and it's, this is the job of the media, is ask ourselves why. Why is Google doing this? Why would they cut off this data stream? What... What's the value of it to them? It must it must mean something because we ain't getting it anymore. Yeah, I mean, you do hit that interesting um, sort of breakdown, right? I mean, they're they're saying on one hand, um, if it's an advertiser and they're paying for it, well, then it's valuable data. Um, Sorry, but if you're if you're getting free data. Then it's for, or yeah, if it's if it's free traffic, well, then for security measures, we have to block it. Mm. Meanwhile, you know, I mean, as I noted, Tom with like half an hour's notice was able to come up and, and, and sort of illustrate on Search Engine Watch how this would be covered, <laughs> how, how they could have accomplished the same thing but maintained that security but still passed on the information across into analytics. I mean, of course they can. It's from Google to Google. They can, they can pass this data off securely. Um, so the, the reason, yeah, I mean, you ask a great question as to why. Um, you know, I mean, I've heard, read about this in forums. I've discussed this in forums. I mean, you know, you know on one hand, there's people saying, well, this is basically just to, to sort of thumb their nose at, at organic traffic uh, nope. a little bit more, not in an aggressive way, but, you know, or in a, you know, not to cut it off or not to, to skew your traffic, but to basically make it more difficult um, to track it. I tend to think it's not that malicious and that if they trying to do is actually affect SEOs um, and to affect web uh, website owners. Um, to me, they, they would make this move almost more to force us into the analytics that are really important by their definition. I mean, I love keyword data. And this is what I need to report to clients. <laughs> so so to what? me, it's the loss that. of this data. But at the end of the day, is that what we have to ask is, is that data, other than reporting to clients so that we can show increases and sort of pat ourselves on the back a little bit, is that the data that's really important? Or is it, hey, we brought this traffic, your Google, your Google organic traffic is converting at this. Like, would this be a good exercise on their part to sort of forcing us in and going, well, if we remove some of this relevant data, will you start focusing on the things that are really important, such as what are your conversion rates, how long is this traffic staying, how, you know, all of that sort of stuff. An yeah, Google's doing us. Yeah, right. Google's doing us. Google's doing us a business they, favor. It's, it's this is this is tough love Google style, huh? They're doing us a business favor. I, I'm sorry, Dave. I don't buy that. Here's what I think. I'm just gonna throw this out there. See what you think. I don't, I, I'm, I don't buy Google doing tough love because um, I've had Google get tough on me, but I've never really felt the love. You know, um, um, what I think. 
We got to. I mean, I always ask, why do you do what you're doing? Why is Google choosing to do this? What are their long-term plans? Because again, with the with the millions of dollars we're talking about to make even the most subtle change at Google, there better be a long-term plan to justify the expenditure. So, what data got what data got slumped? Signed in, signed in, Google members, people with Google accounts who are signed in, mm-hmm. and it's the referral data. So this is how they moved site to site on the web. This isn't necessarily what keywords they entered to move site to site on the web. This is what their traffic patterns are. Right. Why would Google want to shut that down? Well, I don't think it has as much to do with us as SEOs, even though we're the ones who are, are, aren't get who you know are directly not getting the data, directly noticing we don't get the data. I think the real um, target here, the real the people they really want to keep information from is Microsoft and Apple and anybody else who wants to come into the, pers- the personalization market who wants to perfect the personalization of, of organic search results or who wants to deconstruct personalization of search results because that's where the juiciest personalization data really is I don't think they're actually going after SEOs I don't think that we're an afterthought in Google, in Google's long-term plans, I mean, yeah, we might figure out part of their algorithm, but but we're not talking about the six or seven-figure dollar business of SEO. We're talking about the multi-billion-dollar business of mobile search provision. Well, that's that's actually an interesting idea. Um, and and I you know I, admittedly I had never thought of that um, and you may well be right um, that would be a, definitely an effective way of removing at least a, a sizable segment and as you know, we sort of discussed previously a segment that is unique uh, from the others right Where, this is a dog eat dog world man and any any information even you know what even if Apple or Microsoft can get this information in a different manner. Anything Google can deny them gives Google a small inch. And, I mean, think of it, think of it like a football game. It's a game of inches here um, with, with, with Google and, and their rivals. Any inch Google gives them is an inch Google has to cede, and that ain't happening from where Google on, on Google's line. That just ain't happening. We're not ceding a single inch. Anyway, whenever, whenever something major like this happens, I always figure – um, the first thing the first thing SEOs do is we get all butthurt about it because like we have like egos the size of Kronos. But like honestly, Google doesn't care. God, Google doesn't give a shit about us. They care about the money. Right. Oh yeah, no, it's true. The only reason they care about organic search results is because that's you know, I, I view it like um, organic search results a lot like a like a television show. It's that filler between ads. <laughs> you know, you know who else really cares about organic search results today? Who's that? Ian Mosley, the head <laughs> of uh, Formula One racing in Europe, or former head of Formula One racing in Europe. Ian Mosley. Um, you know who? You know what? Is this the uh, guy suing Google that you wanted to talk about earlier? That's that's exactly right. Yep. Well, you know who else besides being the former head of Formula One racing in Europe? You know what else? Ian Mosley is the former of. What's that? Well, now that his father is dead, 
he is the former son. I guess he's still the son of, although his father is the former living, but no longer living, thank goodness, head of the National Socialist Party of Great Britain, the Nazis. So Ian Mosley, whose dad was a self-avowed Nazi, this isn't, this isn't like um, uh, Glenn Beck calling anyone he doesn't like a Nazi. This was the dude himself saying, hi, I'm a Nazi, so much so that I'm in charge of the Nazi party. That's the kind of Nazi he was. Okay, so his kid, Ian Mosley, who was the head of, form, of Formula One racing in, uh, in Europe, well, he had a birthday party, right? And at this birthday party, they all dressed up in Nazi suits. And it, the, the, it was a theme Nazi prison camp birthday party. Now, whatever WTF moment any of you are having in your brains right now, I'm telling you, we can't make this stuff up. This really happened. And it happened. It, it, it happened. I mean, you know how they say if there's no pictures, it didn't happen? Well, it just so happens there's pictures. And there's websites devoted to it because, I mean, let's face it, dressing up like Nazis and having a Nazi prison-themed birthday party is not only in bad taste. It's like really, really, really not acceptable. Just not cool. Like, really, really not cool, especially if you're a public figure, like Ian Mosley is, whose father, incidentally, really was the head of the great Brit- the British uh, Nazi party. But I digress. So, Mosley, who really did dress up in Nazi uniform and, you know, was pictured with a whole bunch of scantily clad women who were also wearing scant Nazi-like uniforms... Well, um, he's pissed at Google because if someone does a search under his name, these images and these stories come up in Google search results. And he thinks Google should remove them because they're embarrassing. Um, uh, that's a pretty, ap- a pretty accurate description of the, of the situation. Would you say, Dave, or am I off base here? I uh, know. I would say that's uh, that's a fairly accurate description of the situation. So much so, I, I don't. I don't even really have a comment. <laughs> What's the matter with these people? Like, come on, dude! You dressed up in SS uniform, and someone took a picture, and there's massive controversy about it. And you're a public figure, and you're suing Google, not because you're really, really stupid but because you don't want people to know that you're really, really stupid. Stupid. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it, it just... It, it, I mean, the discussion we can get into here... Um, I mean, obviously, this is just ludicrous, and, I mean, you know, if you want... Uh, if what he wanted to do was to affect what was appearing for his name in there, well, A, one could argue he should have thought ahead of time, but let's assume he is where he is. I mean, he can sue Google or... Do something about it. You got billions of dollars. Why don't you start donating to charity, dude? And then you'll <laughs> Hey, you know what? <laughs> I think I think the entire the entire um, British part of the UK should sue Google. You know why? Hey, why? Oh, just for kicks, you and everyone around, um, open a, open a Google screen right now. Like, uh, uh, open a new tab and go to Google.com and type in. Define an English person. I repeat, define an English person. This one defines Mosley dead off. Well, actually, no, it doesn't. I'd use a different word for him. 
Okay, so I'm not going to say it because, like, I'll say just about any four-letter word, but I really do have a huge amount of respect for women, and I'm not going to, you know, use that word as a as a pejorative, as a, as an insult to somebody else, because I actually I quite like these things. Um, <laughs> but and besides which, you're looking at the four-letter C word that I'm thinking of, right? Mm-hmm. This is the problem with Google bombs, and I'll tell you, this is the last time I'm ever hiring an SEO company that writes me that says, Dear Sires, we can improve your search results, because um, I told them to point it to wankers. <laughs> my, my instruction, if, this is not my Google bomb, but if it was my Google bomb, I'd have made it go to wankers, not the, not the C word. Mm-hmm. Far more descriptive. <laughs> now I will be kind since many of my friends are, you know, say English and it's my language of choice. <laughs> I'll be kinder than you in my my definition, but um this is uh kind of awesome. <laughs> Just as a as a as a, as a bomb <laughs> of the thing, right? I mean, it's it's uh, you know, completely inaccurate both by definition of of the actual word itself and and certainly as as a definition of um, you know, our friends, the English, but um, you know, you, you've, you've just got to you got to love when, when stuff like this shows up. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite as entertaining as back with uh, you know the the miserable failure liar Google bombs of uh, a few years ago, but um, yeah, still, still. Enjoyable. So I was like, I was IMing with uh, Jonathan Allen, the editor of Search Engine Watch, yesterday, and we were trying to think of um, other nations that we could Google bomb. You know, um, what would you do for Canada? Polite. Is there, <laughs> is there you know what? This is my Z, bias Z, 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 Z. being from Canada. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a go to Jim Carrey, eh? Because, like, everyone knows and everyone likes Jim Carrey. Yeah, man. <laughs> Although I'll bet, if we, uh, I'll bet if we ask some of our friends from other parts of the world, they can come up with more, uh, more unique uh, words that we could we could rank for that. Well, is uh, is there a Wikipedia entry for Z Z Z Z Z Z Z? That could well be the entry for Canada. <laughs> and only, you know what? Only Canadians are going to get that joke. <laughs> That's the funniest <laughs> thing because nobody else knows what a Z is. <laughs> you know that the British actually call them zebras. I had no idea. They actually call them zebras. I don't know what the hell's the matter with those people. Um, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> it's not right at all. At all. Okay, we are way off topic. That's like we sure are. Um, there's a couple other things that that have happened on Google that I, I'd like to get into from 2011. I'm Go launching for forward, but you know what? It is it is 22 the hour. Is it about time for a commercial break before we? Uh... Yeah, you want to do yeah, it? Or I know. Up? It'll save us getting interrupted from Brasco, though. So. Um, yeah, we'll be back in, in just a couple minutes with uh, some more stuff from 2011. Uh, a few other interesting news stories for you. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy the commercial break. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO here with Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media on Webcology on Webmaster Radio. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. As you know, being an expert at f- what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f***. 
performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. On the road. On the boat. Working out. Or up in the air. Now you can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for WebmasterRadio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading TuneIn right now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are everywhere. James and Arlene Martell here wishing you a a very, very Merry Christmas and a very uh, prosperous 2012. We'd love to wish you a very happy holidays and Merry Christmas from James and myself and our family. It's Adam, Justin, Shelby and Victoria and our granddaughter, Brooke, and our son-in-law, Brian. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm. Wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, we're back here on Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. We are rounding out the hour here on the 15th of December 2011 and... You know, it's funny. I was having a chat uh, in the webmasterradio.fm chat room with uh, Byron Byron Donovan, and uh, we were talking about some of the stuff that Matt Cutts has been saying over the last, uh, you know, I was actually saying specifically about referrer data that was uh, uh, being extracted from Google Analytics. And, you know, at one point, I didn't mean to be dismissive at all, Byron, uh, but I, I wrote back to you, Matt says a lot of things. Well... This falls into that category of Matt Cutts saying a lot of things. Now, Dave, you and I discussed this before the uh, before the show. This is a two, uh, a, the audio of a two-minute-long video that Matt Cutts released on Tuesday. And in it, I think Matt absolutely, at least from where he's sitting, settles the argument on WC3 compliance in, in, in your code. There's some SEOs, and I think you and I, I don't mean to speak for you, Dave, but I think you and I sit on the you really should be compliance side of the argument. Many other SEOs say it doesn't make a difference. Let's see what Matt Cutts has to say about this. 
Today's question comes from Tin Person in Buckingham, Buckinghamshire, uh, UK, who asks, Google would appear to favor sites that are built by those who know all the SEO best practice techniques and follow your tips. There must be many technically poor sites that actually have fantastic content. Surely these shouldn't be penalized. Well, they're definitely not penalized in the sense that they don't receive any manual actions that would make them rank lower. Um, but we do try to compensate if there's good quality content and people still make mistakes. So, for example, all the time people ask, well, why don't I get a bonus for having W3C code that validates really well? And the answer is, well, there's a lot of great content that doesn't validate, but it's still really good. And so just because somebody, you know, dots every I and crosses every T and gets all of their HTML structure right doesn't mean that it's the best content. So there are a lot of common sense things you can do, like making your content accessible, making it crawlable, having good titles. But even if you do kind of brain-dead stupid things and shoot yourself in the foot but have good content, we do want to return it, right? So if you embed something in some binary that we have to extract or we have to process some JavaScript to find the links or, you know, work around having, if you have untitled on all of your pages and we have to try to synthesize or guess a title, we'll still try to do that. So we try to make it so that you don't have to do SEO and we still find the good content. Of course, if you're willing to put a little bit of time into just making sure that your content is accessible and useful, all those things, that absolutely can help. Um, but it's definitely not the case that we want to penalize anybody if they don't do, you know, every single thing right on the SEO checklist as far as getting all the URLs and all that kind of thing. So, you know, just because somebody isn't SEO savvy doesn't mean they don't have good content. And first and foremost, we care about trying to get the stuff that people really will like, the good, the compelling content in front of them. And so, you know, we try to make Googlebot smarter every year, and we try to think about new ways to index and return pages. And, and that's just something that we'll keep working on and hopefully <laughs> do it relatively well. Oh, bloody hell. You know what? I'm just going to pack it up and go home. Oh, I am home. <laughs> 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 Fuck it, I'm just going to pack it up and go to an office. <laughs> um, I like that. I like there, um, and, and something worth noting, you could you could almost, if you wanted to get really, really hammered, make a drinking game at this video. Um, <laughs> if you took a shot every time you used the word try, right? Google tries to do this. We try to get this content through, even through, you know, JavaScript code and, and stuff like that. Um Anytime somebody uses the word try, I have to read this in my brain as we're not really great at this. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like read title like, creation. We try to get your titles right, but we screw it up royally. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the uh, thing is, if we don't give them the right information, I can't blame them. I mean, of course they have to try. They're not, you know, they're, they're not going to go manually review every page, so they're going to have to rely on other signals. Well, if you've buggered up your H1, you've buggered up your alt tags, and you've kind of worded things in a, in a screwed-up way, it can be great content, but Google has no way, you know, an automated, I shouldn't even say Google, an automated system will have no way of configuring a good clickable title for you. Right? For the most part, that takes a human being. There's some exceptions, but for the most part, um, it, it's going to take a human. And, and for him to come in and say, um, you know, something like W3C compliant code doesn't help. Um, I mean, I've definitely seen some some good uh, some sites that don't rank, or, or sites that rank that don't have uh, W3C compliant code. I've seen sites that don't rank that that do. And yeah, I mean, it's not to say this is some sort of magic bullet per se, but I think the thing to me that compliance does, and and where I'll, I'll 
I guess I can agree with Matt on the it's not the actual, you know, being able to add that, um, you know, sort of symbol into your footer that, you know, we have valid HTML or, or valid CSS or whatever um, that's going to help. But for webmasters who are designing to W3C compliance, it inherently makes sure that your page load times are going to be fast, that your content's going to be easily found by Google, that everything's clearly labeled, your images have alt tags. Right? Just to do these things, to get your WAI compliance or, you know, I mean, or accessibility in HTML and CSS, it ensures that everything else in your page is going to be found really easily. So we're talking about the importance of, of them getting access to this content, um, which, of course, is, at the end of the day, this is what they're trying to get their users. It's not nice, pretty code, but they're trying to give their users a good search experience, valid results on pages that load fast going for your compliance. Even if you don't hit it 100%, that effort you're going to go to to get there is going to give Google basically a website that's easily crawled, has everything labeled, is going to get you you know, all your images or have maximum chance of ranking <coughs> search. And right? all, all of these things are going to be working in place. So it's byproduct will be a, a better website for Google to crawl to get to that content that they're trying to get to. You know, sometimes I think that maybe we just don't... How's the right word? We misunderstand what Matt's trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of SEOs, and you used the word magic bullet there a few, a few moments ago, Dave. Um, I think a lot of SEOs and a lot of uh, webmasters and business owners are looking for those magic bullets. They're looking for something that's going to give them the metaphorical bump that's going to push their site higher in the rankings. And, it, you know, it just – it really did work that way once, but it just doesn't work that way anymore. There's no overnight success, boom, we've made this one little change and now you're number one on the search. It, it doesn't work that way anymore. There's no bump you're going to get. What there is is a bunch of green signals. Um, um, a bunch of more favorable signals that inform the search engine and the record it keeps on your website and everything that goes on around your website, you're just going to be getting scored better every time. Doesn't mean you'll rank better, but it means you'll have a more favorable overall score on your site. Um... And again, maybe it's the instant gratification that people expect that makes them misunderstand what cuts means by it will give you a bump or it will not give you a bump, you know? You know, it could be. People could be viewing this as as we often have with links. I mean, you mentioned the old days. Yeah, it wasn't 2001 awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a God. great time to be an no, SEO. Actually, no. Oh, 2001 sucked. It sucked the bag. But oh, 2000- okay, okay. There was that one little, yeah, okay, but. Um, It was a much, there was a time when, yeah, I mean, you just, you know, the page rank bar meant something. You could buy those links. Not that I'm talking about buying links is a good thing, but in 2001, well, there we are. I was an affiliate marketer. Um, So you did whatever it took. Um, But, I mean, the the thing is, is often, and and I'm sure you'll agree with this as well, and, and most experienced SEOs would, half of the battle in, in, in any SEO campaign Half the battle will be doing those efforts to make sure that, that you're ranking well, you know, building those good relevant links, building some good content, you know, all that sort of stuff. The other half of the battle is just eliminating things that might be problems. You're not sure if they are, but, you know, and, and going for things like nice, clean code, making sure the sites are crawlable. Yep, that might not be the ticket, but if you've done it, at least you know that if something's going wrong, that's not it. 
I put that Google's getting to my content yeah. well. It's not getting caught up. All my links are crawlable. All my images have all tagged. Okay, everything else is in place. So when I'm looking for problems, why am I stuck at number six, right? Why you can't know, I get Dave, up? That is the very best explanation I've heard all year for doing best practices. Seriously, like that—that that, that just hits it, so that you eliminate all the all the probabilities when things don't go right. That's great. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing, right? I mean, half the time—that's that's that's your job. Is and so half. Basically, one could argue at the end of the day, half your efforts are a waste <laughs> because you know of that half, maybe only a few of them even ended up mattering. But you got to do them anyway and just make sure, you know, it's like going into Webmaster Tools and, you know, sending crawlers through your site to find out if there's broken links. Well, you know, it may or may not be an impact, but, you know, it might be a bounce point on my site and reduce my time on site or Google might crawl it and see a bunch of, you know, a couple more broken links and drop my score a little bit on that page. So, um, yeah, it's just eliminate potential problems and at least you know where you can focus your energies in 2012. Absolutely. Okay. You know what? We're down to one minute. We did it. Oh, it every time. I mean, seriously, this show has just flown by. This was a really fun show to do. And I want to make a commitment with you. I want to be here next week. And so I'm, I'm in good. It. Now, I don't know about the week after. I, I ain't making no promises around there, but I definitely want to be here for next week. You down with that? I am totally down with that. And then an hour after that show ends, I'll be uh, sitting with my staff uh, drinking at our Christmas party. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. I'll, I'll, I wish I could be there in spirit. I definitely will be there in spirits. Um, but <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, we'll do the show. I think it's really important we get one more in because there was a few things that I really wanted to talk about in 2011 versus 2012, so we'll make sure to do a really good show um, covering uh, <laughs> covering what, what has happened, what we can expect. I'm going to try and line <laughs> you know, up you, a couple you really interesting you wanted guests to talk to about remarketing, sure right? So like, maybe next week can be a remarketing version of this show. <laughs> hey, nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I thought of it myself, really. Um, uh, so, yes, guys, we will uh, be covering remarketing. We didn't even talk about Google Plus this show. Um, that obviously needs to be covered, so we got a lot, uh, lot to cover next week, so hopefully our listeners uh, will all have time to either uh, listen to us live or uh, download the okay, podcast friends, from uh, Webmaster Radio or Google iTunes. Plus by this time next week, we will talk about it. Okay, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Web Culture here on WebmasterRadio.fm. I hear we're getting the audio hook, so friends, we will talk to you all next week.